listening to the podcast 82488. You can't say that. That means you can't really say anything. Trouble means you're alone. You sit down and you look out the window and you wonder if you're going to spend the rest of your life going back and forth on this bus. And that was a selection from today's novel, If Beale Street Could Talk, by author James Baldwin, page eight days, and you seem to be hearing people, and you seem to be talking to them, and you seem to be doing your work, or at least your work gets done, but you haven't seen or heard a soul. And if someone asked you what you have done that day, you'd have to think a while before you could answer. But at the same time, and even on the self-same day, and this is what is hard to explain, you see, people like you never saw them before. They shine as bright as a razor. Maybe it's because you see people differently than you saw them before your trouble started. Maybe you wonder about them more, but in a different way, and this makes them very strange to you. Maybe you get scared and numb because you don't know if you can depend on people for anything anymore. And even if they wanted to do something, what could they do? I can't say to anybody in this bus, look, Fani is in trouble. He's in jail. Can you imagine what anybody on this bus would say to me if they knew from my mouth that I love somebody in jail? And I know he's not. And I know he's never committed. And I know he's never committed any crime. And he's a beautiful person. Please help me get him out. Can you imagine what anybody on this bus would say? What would you say? I can't say. I'm going to have this baby and I'm scared too. And I don't want anything to happen to my baby's father. Don't let him die in prison. Please. Oh, please. You can't say that. That means you can't really say anything. Trouble means you're alone. You sit down and you look out the window and you wonder if you're going to spend the rest of your life going back and forth on this bus. And if you do, what's going to happen to your baby? What's going to happen to Fani? And if you ever did like the city, you don't like it anymore. Page 24. And I even remember until today how much she made me tremble. All of a sudden, deep inside, it was like there was nothing, nothing, nothing you could ever hope to say to her unless she wanted to pass through the hands of the living God. And he would check it out with her before he answered you. The mercy seat. She led us to the front row and set us down before it. She made us sit, but she knelt on her knees, I mean, in front of her seat, and bowed her head and covered her eyes. 
making sure she didn't mess with that veil. I stole a look at Fawny, but Fawny wouldn't look at me. Mrs. Hunt rose. She faced the entire congregation for a moment, and then she modestly sat down. Somebody was testifying, a young man with kind of reddish hair. He was talking about the Lord and how the Lord had dyed all the spots out of his soul and taken all the lust out of his flesh. When I got older, I used to see him around. His name was George. I used to see him nodding on the stoop or on the curb, and he died of an overdose. The congregation amened him to death. A big sister in the pulpit in her long white robe jumped up and did a little shout. They cried, help him, Lord Jesus, help him. And the moment he sat down, another sister, her name was Rose, and not much later, she was going to disappear from the church and have a baby. And I still remember the last time I saw her. When I was about 14, walking the streets in the snow with her face all marked and her hands all swollen in a rag around her head and her stockings falling down, singing to herself stood up and started singing. How did you feel when you came out the wilderness leaning on the Lord? Then Fanny did look at me. Just for a second, Mrs. Aunt was singing and clapping her hands, and a kind of fire in the congregation mounted. Page 88 laughed. Ernestine, without knowing it, or meaning to, had come very close to the truth, not the literal truth, but the truth, for the dream of safety dies hard. I said, you know that dried up cracker asshole is much too old for me. Sharon laughed again, that is not, he said, the way he sees himself, but I guess I just would not be able to swallow the way he would see you. So. We can close the subject. You're going to marry Fanny, all right? When I really think about it, and now she paused, and in a way, she was no longer Sharon, my mother, but someone else. But that someone else, precisely my mother, Sharon. I guess I'm real pleased. She leaned back, arms folded, looking away, thinking ahead. Yeah. He's real. He's a man. He's not a man yet, said Ernestine, but he's going to become a man. That's why you're sitting there fighting them tears. Because that means that your youngest daughter is about to become a woman. Oh, shut up, Sharon said. Wish to God you'd get married to somebody. Then I'd be able to bug you half to death instead of the other way around. You'd miss me, too, said Ernestine, very quietly, but I don't think I'm ever going to marry. Some people do, you know, Mama, and some people don't. She stood up and kind of circled the room and sat down again. We could hear Fanny's voice and Joseph's voice in the other room, 
but we couldn't hear what they were saying. Also, we were trying very hard not to hear. Men are men, and sometimes they must be left alone, especially if you have the sense to realize that if they're locked in a room together, the end. If Beale Street could talk, James Baldwin. Throughout the flight of literature, you will find a story that touches your soul. Please support the authors in this show by viewing the books on the website 82488.com. That's numbers 8, 2, 4, the word 80, and the number 8.com.